Welcome to Living Life. You know, do you ever think about the fact that when you uh, really desire something uh, and you, you, know, you may even save for it for maybe months or years, uh, and then when you actually get it, uh, you are so happy, not just because you got it, because you felt a real sense of satisfaction because you really worked for it, you really earned, you know, you really put your money together to get this one thing and you actually got it. And it felt so good to you uh, because you didn't settle for something less or something, a cheaper model. You put your time in and you waited for the real thing, the thing that you actually wanted. You know what? Today's lesson is going to kind of touch upon this a little bit uh, because there's times in our lives where we will compromise and we will settle for less. But what we'll see in the lesson is when you have God, why settle for less? Let's take a look at the passage and see what it says. Second Chronicles chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. Amaziah was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother's name was Jehoadan. She was from Jerusalem. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, but not wholeheartedly. After the kingdom was firmly in his control, he executed the officials who had murdered his father, the king. Yet he did not put their children to death, but acted in accordance with what is written in the law, in the book of Moses, where the Lord commanded, Parents shall not be put to death for their children, nor children be put to death for their parents. Each will die for their own sin. Amaziah called the people of Judah together and assigned them according to their families to commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds for all Judah and Benjamin. He then mustered those 20 years old or more and found that there were 300,000 men fit for military service, able to handle the spear and shield. He also hired 100,000 fighting men from Israel for a 100 talents of silver. But a man of God came to him and said, your Majesty, these troops from Israel must not march with you, for the Lord is not with Israel, not with any of the people of Ephraim. Even if you go and fight courageously in battle, God will overthrow you before the enemy, for God has the power to help or to overthrow. Amaziah asked the man of God, But what about the hundred talents I paid for these Israelite troops? The man of God replied, The Lord can give you much more than that. So Amaziah dismissed the troops who had come to him from Ephraim and sent them home. They were furious with Judah and left for home in a great rage. Amaziah then marshaled his strength and led his army to the Valley of Salt, where he killed 10,000 men of Seir. The army of Judah also captured 10,000 men alive, took them to the top of the cliff and threw them down so that all were dashed to pieces. 
Meanwhile, the troops that Amaziah had sent back and had not allowed to take part in the war raided towns belonging to Judah from Samaria to Beth Haran. They killed 3,000 people and carried off great quantities of plunder. Welcome back to Living Life. Today's passage is going to deal with Amaziah, who was the son of Joash. Uh, we're in, uh, still in uh, 2 Chronicles 24. And when we deal with uh, Joash and with Amaziah, it's, it's going to be really, really amazing how, what, when we see what God does in this passage. Amaziah is about 25 years old. He's taking over the reign of the kingdom of Judah. Uh, Joash's father uh, has actually been murdered by some officials uh, in the kingdom. And Amaziah, uh, at one point, we will see in this passage, avenges his father, and when he gets control of the kingdom, when he really feels that he has full control of the kingdom, he then executes those officials who murdered his father uh, while he was in his own bed from a, a bad injury. Uh, Amaziah then uh, moves on from there, and he numbers uh, some of the fighting men, some of the soldiers in Judah, uh, those who are over 20 years old, he numbers them. And there are about 300,000 soldiers that he numbers that are in Judah. However, Amaziah felt that that was not enough for him in terms of being able to win a battle, especially against the Edomites who were uh, the sworn enemies uh, of, the, of Judah. Uh, so he, he actually hired about 100,000 soldiers from Israel or Ephraim uh, to take up the fight with the 300,000 soldiers uh, from Judah. Now, God uh, intervened and he used a man, uh, the Bible says a man of God to come before Amaziah and say that these 100,000 men should not go with you to battle because God is not with Israel and he's not with Ephraim. Israel and Ephraim uh, were exercising Baal worship, the worship of false gods when they were disobedient to God. And it was abhorrent to God that they were worshiping in this way. So God was not with Israel or Ephraim was where the center of that Baal or that false god worship was. And so as he, this man of God spoke to Amaziah, Amaziah says to him, well, what about the 100,000 uh, shekels uh, that I have given to each one of these men, or these hundred shekels that I have given to each one of these men uh, as mercenaries to fight with us. And then what I love what the man of God said. The man of God says, God can do much more than that. Well, you know what? That's very important because sometimes when we settle, we don't realize that God can do much more than we ask, we imagine, or we think. And when he told Amaziah that God can do much more than that, that Amaziah dismissed those 100,000 men. They were pretty angry, but he dismissed them because uh, he took the word uh, and the advice uh, in the counsel of that man of God uh, when he dismissed him. He then went to battle against the Edomites and they won significantly. Uh, about 10,000 men were killed and about 10,000 were captured. And later, uh, later uh, they were uh, killed as part of the battle as well. But they were given success in the battle. 
Uh, had Amaziah not listened, they would not have been given success. No matter how much the numbers were, uh, God would have allowed them to be routed by their enemy as a means of judgment, as a means of the disobedience uh, that they were portraying. But Amaziah did listen to God. Now, the interesting thing with Amaziah, even though uh, he did listen to God there, also when uh, he, he, also another time when he listened to God is when he executed the murderers of his father, he did not execute the children of those murderers. Uh, and that was in accordance with the law of Moses, which basically said that every man is responsible for his own sin. The children are not responsible for the sins of their father. So he obeyed the law, he obeyed God in that respect. However, the scripture starts out that Amaziah did everything right in the eyes of the Lord. However, it was not wholeheartedly. So Amaziah had a divided heart. What was divided about his heart? Amaziah still had this idea and still had this desire for the worship of Baal, even though he was worshiping God. He had one foot in the world where he's worshiping Baal, but another foot uh, where he's worshiping God. Sometimes like us, where we're kind of divided in terms of our loyalties, in terms of the things of the world or to worship God. Uh, the Bible says uh, that we cannot worship both God and money. No man can serve two masses. But Amaziah uh, still had this, this worship of God because he, had, he did not destroy, he did not tear down the idols and the false gods, uh, places of worship or in high, the high places. He continued to leave those intact from when his father had disobeyed God. So he had half-hearted um, worship in terms of his uh, relationship with God. Now, how does this play into us? How does this connect with us? Well, sometimes when we worship God, uh, we're not worshiping with all of our might. We're not worshiping with all of our passion. Even Jesus says, if you're lukewarm, that I will spew you, I will spit you out of my mouth. So either are we either hot or cold, Jesus says. So one thing we should consider when we look at Amaziah, even though he did follow God outwardly, he still had that divided heart. My prayer for you is that your heart will not be divided for, towards God and that you will have an undivided heart, fully passionate to God, ready to serve God and to do what he has called you to do. If you have God, why settle for less? He's all you need. God is all you will ever need. If you have him, why settle for less? If you're a child of God, if you're a co-heir with Christ, you have access, you are in possession, and you have a right to all as a child of the King. Since you have God, don't settle for less. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for this time, this moment, this opportunity, Lord, to hear your voice, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us now, Lord, right where we are. 
If we're at the place where we're settling for less and we're, for, we're compromising, Lord, I pray, Lord, that your voice will be heard and that we'll turn and repent, seek your face, and know that we have everything in you. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. For a single soul, Virginia Father and stepping in closer, see Jesus.